Welcome to episode 11 of Food in Franklin, the popular food podcast about the food on Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn. It's uh, about the food on Franklin Avenue, and it's about all things food, in a sense. And today, for only the second time in Food on Franklin history, we have a special guest here in the studio with us, Samer. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Samer. Samer is a bit of a foodie himself. He knows a lot about the food on Franklin and the surrounding areas. He is. Samer uh, once worked at a website called Deadspin. Um, do you consider Deadspin a food website? Uh, it touched upon food topics occasionally. It definitely supported an interest in it. Uh, we should note, too, that Food in Franklin was formally published on Deadspin. It was the second website that published right. Food in Franklin. The first. That's correct. Gawker.com and Deadspin both no longer exist. Yeah. You could say food on Franklin killed them. Right. Uh, you don't have to, though. Uh, I would say that a large part of Deadspin's food reputation was probably established by this podcast's appearance on the site. I think that's true. We definitely benefited from food on Franklin's audience coming to our site, and some of them stuck around for the sports, but I think they were really there just to listen to food on Franklin. Right. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sam, I've seen Sam in various food places. I've seen him in Chipotle. I've seen him in uh, Antonio's Pizza Place on Flatbush. I've seen him walking around eating some sort of ice cream thing once. Mm, that's uh, true. It was an M&M cookie sandwich. M&M cookie sandwich. So Sam knows his food. I think that's that's pretty clear. Were you um, walking down the street eating a cookie sandwich? Well, I had just left. It was actually the bodega across the street from here. I just left uh, the spot and... Opened it, and then I saw Taylor across the street with his camera. Yeah, I had my camera out, and I was uh, taking pictures of Sam as he ate his uh, ice cream sandwich. By coincidence, I had my camera. I wasn't I wasn't waiting for Samer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we've got some exciting topics today, some exciting food in Franklin topics. Yeah. Some, you know, some food on Franklin and surrounding Franklin. And just to be clear, the traditional definition of food in Franklin is runs from the Eastern Parkway north to Atlantic Avenue on the corridor of food in Franklin, or Franklin Avenue, rather. Right. Um, um, sort of as our reputation grew and our listenership grew and our audience grew and our in- income and revenue streams grew right um we we expanded the base of food on franklin but we we still remain true to the philosophy of talking about the food on franklin avenue between those specific streets so the the any other topics that are touched on food on franklin are inspired by it's the spirit, yeah, yeah. I think the spirit's within the loads confines, if not the actual locations of the, the, the mm-hmm. restaurants, the topics. So um, what's what's the first topic? Well, the first thing is uh, that we're going to talk about is within that that stretch yes. of, uh, of street. It's called. It's a new grocery store that opened in Franklin. Uh, one second, I'll pull up the name of it. It's called Food Garden Market. Uh, Weird name for yeah. a grocery store. Yeah, not food and garden, just food garden market. Yeah. Um, it looks very nice. I walked down Franklin Avenue for the first time uh, in a few months, maybe two nights ago, yeah. and there it was. It's right underneath the brand new apartment building there. I don't yeah. know what corner it's on, but you know the one. It's a couple. It's a few blocks south. Right. Of it's right Eastern. by Bergen Street. Yeah. yeah, Bergen Street maybe. We should note that none of us live in the Franklin Avenue area anymore in case there were any angry listeners or, you know extremely happy listeners who wanted to stalk us we're not going to be appearing in that area so yeah people will probably notice that we're not there anymore they haven't yeah. seen us recently um but yeah it's good to note that formally we do not we no longer live on franklin avenue but this place uh i didn't go in i just walked by on the other side of the roads so i don't even really look inside 
looks very nice, yeah. well lit. Uh, the picture I took, you said it makes it look like like Gotham. Yeah. Um, sure, it looks there's like a, that. There's another grocery store just off Franklin Ave. Uh, you take a right. I forget what street it's on. It's more of a normal grocery store. <clears throat> uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's yeah, There's only yeah. one grocery store it's, by Franklin. It's it's a it's a fine grocery store. This is a lot closer. It's fine. If you live yeah. on Franklin Avenue, you know, on the northern part, this is much closer and easier to get to. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, I, cons- I, my concern about it was, you're a big fan of broccoli farm. Broccoli farm is my favorite spots. Broccoli farm is good. And this is another example of small farmers being attacked by big business. It's true. You know, the broccoli farm is, you know, I, ho- I hope they're not suffering from the food garden market. Um, broccoli farm is a great place for sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, lunch yep. sandwiches. They have great ice cream pop mm-hmm. things, like these fruit pops that are delicious. So mm-hmm. I think they'll. Hold their own. I, yeah. I think you know maybe people will stop going to buy cereal there, for example. Yeah. I think maybe some fruit and vegetables there, broccoli perhaps won't be as popular item. But I think the you know the yeah. frozen foods, the ice cream sandwiches that Sarah loves so much. Uh, yeah. You know the various other snacks. They have a wonderful gummy bear selection there that I would go yeah. there and buy a lot. There's uh, sort of a shade from like regular bodega to super bodega, mm-hmm. which is what Broccoli Farm is. And then up to actual grocery store, you know. Yeah, it's nice that if you go a block further, you can get, you know, more groceries. You can get, you know, less, but easier ones if you just go to yeah. Broccoli Farm. And the guys there are super nice. Great sandwiches. I recommend Broccoli Farm. Stay loyal, I what say. Do you, what do you get for sandwiches from Broccoli Farm? They had a, a turkey club. It was turkey, provolone, bacon. I get lettuce, tomato, light mayo, and a toasted roll. Black yes. pepper? No black pepper. I don't. I don't have time to get into that. But if you Google Taylor Berman black pepper at Gawker dot com, you'll you'll yeah. you can read my thoughts on that. Um, I actually they, got a prepared sandwich at the a pre made one. Uh, what was it called? Food Garden Market. Oh, you, so you've been inside? I've oh, been inside. Wow, Sam has been inside. Okay, yeah, tell us about it. What's can, it like? I can report. I got uh, I got the prepared sandwich. Honestly, it wasn't that great. Mm. What um, was on that one? It was lacking. It was a, I believe it was a turkey and Swiss. Okay, well, but it wasn't. It was cold. What was the price point of that sandwich? I believe it was uh, five ninety nine. Mm. That's reasonable. And I also got just uh, a loaf of bread and some other groceries. But I don't know if I would. I, I need to try the prepared sandwiches at Broccoli Farm because I've only been there for the gummies and the candy. Yeah, the like, they they make fresh sandwiches there, which are good. The 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 guys are really good. Yeah, and but smoothies. They, they make good smoothies there, but they have uh, they have some pre-made ones that are pretty good. They have a turkey club wrap, which is the turkey, provolone, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and a wrap that's you know pre-made. Yeah. Pretty good. It's not as good as the fresh-made stuff. Uh, but, but back to the grocery store, is there anything else notable about it? Is it? Would you say it's an upscale grocery store? Um, it definitely. I thought it was definitely going to be more expensive than it actually was. Um, the produce honestly looks pretty good nice. in comparison to other grocery mm. stores in the area it's also weirdly designed there's a lot of empty space for no clear reason i don't know if mm. they were just building because there's the apartment complex over yeah. it i don't know if they were just building within the parameters of whatever yeah. space was left over or... were you there recently or do you think it's like they just like hadn't finished building it yet i was there in december so maybe yeah. they were still They're finishing still up figuring it out not every department was open like the deli was open but the bakery was yeah. kind of Interesting. I'd like to send a message to the people that live in the building above that grocery store who are probably listening to Food on Franklin right now. For sure. Um, don't just go to Food Garden Market. Why not go out and try Broccoli Farm? Yeah. Venture forth. You'll find that Franklin Avenue is its own garden of 
different types of food there's and markets. No, and markets. Yeah. There's yeah. no shortage of food and markets on so, Franklin Avenue. Don't be afraid to explore. Yeah, I'd say take a right of the building and go south and see what you can find that way too. Yes. Yeah. You never know. You might find something else you like more. You might be surprised. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Franklin Avenue and, and traveling south, one thing you will find uh, are wine stores, which I know that you wanted to say something about Hamilton. Um, <laughs> well, the general topic, and it, it does tie in to this grocery store because this grocery store is like on the first floor of a brand new building. Right. And what I noticed was a lot of times when they build these big new buildings and then they have business spaces on the ground floor, mm-hmm. a lot of times one of those businesses is a wine store. It is interesting. And I just don't know how much wine people drink. I don't drink wine myself, right. so I'm not the target audience. But still, every time I walk by one, I wonder why not have a store that sells more things. It's very restrictive. There are a lot of wine stores. I, I know of uh, two on Franklin, plus mm-hmm. two different liquor stores that also sell wine. Yeah. It just seems like you don't need to buy that much wine. Uh, people the people seem very friendly there. They seem like, you know, if I walk in and say, I'm, I'm making yeah. you know, spaghetti tonight, what sort of right. wine should I get? They can help me. It's but, like if you had a store that only sells Pepsi. You'd be like, why not sell some other things, too? Why just wine, you know? Yeah, it is a little bit like that. Um, thoughts? Thoughts on this, Samer? Uh, yeah, I don't think I venture into wine stores that often. There is one near me. It's on Washington, but they also sell liquor there. Which one is that? I think it's literally called Wine World. Okay, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they're putting themselves yeah. down because they do have a lot of liquor there, and they have a lot of a variety of options there. Yeah, even in a liquor store, usually it depends. But a lot of times, if you walk into a liquor store, they might have some peanuts. They might have some snacks very on the counter. They might yeah. have some Coca Cola things sure, like that. Mixers. So a, a lot of different audiences could potentially buy something from there but if you go into a wine store and you don't drink wine yeah there's nothing for you sometimes they sell like fancy beer or like small batch whiskey which is always expensive but it's not really you know if you you know what you're looking for you can just go somewhere else it's cheaper if you are the owner of a wine store um and you'd like to explain yourself you can email taylor what's your email address taylor tc berman t-c-b-e-r-m-a-n at gmail.com uh, with any questions or concerns you yeah. have, or just sort of you know sort of observations ex- you've had about wine, explain why you got into this, and if you think you're helping or hurting the neighborhood. Not we don't have an opinion, but we want to hear firsthand from the people themselves. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know. I, I'd like to hear more about what people find interesting about wine stores because I agree there are so many. Yeah, and honestly, if the People that run one of the most visible food podcasts in Brooklyn aren't big fans of wine stores. Right. It does make me question a little bit who is the audience for this thing because we're... If we don't get it, who does? Right. Yeah. We're installed in the food world. So... It's, yeah. Let's see. What's our next topic? So we're, we've got another topic that's actually... Uh, we're still within the confines of um, Franklin Avenue, which is nice and on brand for the, the podcast, but it's a... Uh, a restaurant that Samer recommended, or at least I want to talk to. I don't know if you want to introduce it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want to speak for you that you recommend it. You, mm-hmm. you know of it. So I, I don't recall the cross street, but it's called Dewan Grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-I-W-A-N. It's an Indian restaurant. I think it's kind of near where um, that pizza slice shop used to be. Oh, yeah. Which is now like a vegan pizza yeah. place, right? I still haven't been there. Yeah. yeah not really. Never been there either. But the Dewan Grill, I, I forget. I think we just... Heather and I, my girlfriend, were walking by it, 
and wanted Indian food. It was pretty empty, which mm -hmm. was kind of concerning, but I know a lot of places make money mostly off deliveries. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of like Indian places yeah. are mostly yeah. like delivery only. Well, there's one Indian place on Franklin a little bit farther down that's always completely empty and only ever makes money on deliveries. You know the what I'm one Sterling about? place? Like Pearl or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome always empty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've never no one's been ever been there. there. It always looks very nice inside, but yeah. you walk in and they're surprised you're coming in for you know, to sit down. Yeah. Someone goes in there. I thought they had like a BYOB sign on the door too Maybe to try and try to attract more in. customers. Yeah. And uh, so how was the long grill? What's the report? So I got, uh, I think the first time I got lamb vindaloo because usually I enjoy the vindaloo. Mm -hmm. They make it. Uh, I mean, it's the spiciest thing on there. Yeah, um, vindaloo's a little hot. That was pretty good. They give you a good amount of rice. You can, if you want, you can just get a second pot of rice mm -hmm. um, for I think it's for free. I never really checked the bill carefully, but I don't think they... <laughs> That's nice. And this is dining in. You can just say, yeah, I'm going to your rice, and then it's maybe free. Yeah, if you didn't like, fit, finish all the sauce and meat in the pot. Um, maybe add a little bit to the tip. Yeah. For that. Yeah. You know? That good service. Um, I wouldn't profess to say it's authentic by any means. Right. Because I can't be the judge mm -hmm. of that, but I just know that I enjoyed the Vindaloo a lot. There uh, was... That restaurant was an Indian restaurant... Before. For many years back, right. and a very good Indian restaurant, I think yeah. I ate there many times. We've before. talked about it, yes, before. I forget the name of it. We both gave it high. It was uh, great. High grades. It was really good. Good food. Uh, the one grill had opened in the, within the past few years when I still lived nearby, and my only real take on it is that the, the menu is smaller. The other places with the traditional style takeout men, mm -hmm. Indian, where it felt like there's like every type of Indian mm -hmm. dish imaginable, but the yeah. one grill something that has a smaller. Maybe yeah. they do a better job. I think I only ate there once. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I've only tried vindaloo, either chicken or lamb. Mm -hmm. I, I, but it is, yeah, one page now. When yeah, you so ate there, easier. when you got done eating there, do they bring you at the end of the meal a little cup of um, rice pudding? Oh. And it's orange and it has a little whipped cream on top of it. So funny story about that. I think the first or second time we went there, we got the little rice pudding thing. Mm -hmm. And we... We were grateful for it, but when we've gone subsequent times, they just don't give it to us for some reason. Wow. So I'm not sure wow. if that's like trying to get customer loyalty or if they were just offended by us one of the first times. They're like, these people keep coming in looking for some free rice pudding. Yeah. Like, we have to put a stop to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd like to hear from uh, from the owner of Dewan Grill also. We, he, we've only heard from two owners. He or she listens to this podcast. We, the owner of Mayfield once told us that it's not, I forgot what they said. There was something about it was not a soul food place, not named the curse Mayfield or something. They, they, they corrected us, which we There was ignored. a certain amount of controversy with Mayfield. There was in our initial podcast. And then the guy that owned, well, yeah, there was another thing with that. Um, well, well, you made a claim at Mayfield that the pepper shakers were giant. <laughs> And the guy recognized me that worked at Mayfield. He came to me and he said, that our pepper shakers are normal sized. And I said, that wasn't me. That was Hamilton. Well, And you know, I don't know if you believe me or not. but We're one unit. We operate. We're known as one unit. We're known as the Food on Franklin guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're responsible. I, you know, I, it's, that's fair. You know, I accept, I accept you know, mm -hmm. responsibility for your you know, bad spatial aptitude for how large it actually was. But I agree the pepper shakers were big. But uh, moving on, the, the guy that used to own the bagel shop, which – is now like a weird, I don't even know, like fancy ice cream place or oh, something. Yeah. He emailed once and was like trying to get on the podcast. And yeah, 
that didn't work, but I guess it worked now because here we are talking about them. Um, oh, is that the one next to Little Zelda? Yeah, it was, it was the same owner of Little Zelda owned that place. It was originally like yeah. a fancy cheese place, and it was a fancy bagel place. that was overpriced and not very efficient, and now they recently made it like a fancy ice cream place. Oh, well, now they're a barber shop, I think. Uh, they're a barber shop. Yeah. Man. They changed again. Yeah, wow. I don't know if that was because of the season or is it... They're just reinventing themselves, but yeah. I respect their willingness to change because none of the things were very good, so it's good they admit yeah, that. Yeah, there was know. a cheese shop. Yeah, well, maybe I didn't write cheese, and I don't know how that was. It's strange. A cheese shop is just weird as a wine shop. Yeah. Why only cheese? Why don't they make wine and cheese shop? Right. Or and a few other things, too. Yeah. When I'm this, like, when this, I was just going to say, when this podcast first started and it became extremely popular, there was a lot of incoming <clears throat> people trying to take advantage of our audience mm-hmm. and maybe compromise our integrity with uh, marketing dollars yeah, and things we like that. that. Yeah. We, we made it clear that that's not what we're about. So. We, we reached out to a few sponsors in the broader food world, you know, Great Nuts and, you know, I think that, you know, some others, but nothing local. So we, we think that, you know, right. it doesn't matter if a big, if a big corporation wants to give us some money, that's fine. But if a, you know, local restaurant, that's what kind of compromises the integrity of the, of the show. Cause yeah. we're not to be devoted to the ethics. Yeah. It's the ethics. Yeah. We don't, you know, if, if we say, you know, uh, Mountain Dew is delicious and they pay us for it that's fine because yeah. there's not a lot of place to find Mountain Dew on Friendly yeah. Avenue it's hard to find actually so it doesn't even matter and we don't disclose our sponsors to be clear like we don't that's not something we're going to discuss one way no, or the other we will keep it private if you if you want to pay us to you know sponsor your brand we won't yeah. tell anyone tcberman at gmail.com yeah. is the marketing, Reach out, con- please. marketing contact um, I actually have a good segue yeah, to the next topic because Dewan Grill for the people that have been around Franklin Ave for a while, remember that that Indian restaurant directly next door to it used to be a Mexican spot. Yeah. Uh, that was also very empty usually. Well, but, it was empty for an interesting reason, which was that it was also a hookah bar. Right. A Mexican hookah bar, which yeah. I've never encountered anywhere else. No, it's a... Yeah. However, they did have really good nachos. You were uh, the only person that liked that restaurant. We've discussed this before, yeah. but it's weird. It's not, you know, if you want to have some delicious nachos, you don't know if to go to a place that also has hookah. Thank yeah. you. I think if you want to smoke hookah, you want to go have, you know. Well, the thing that. is, it was an unpopular restaurant, so generally there was not anybody in there actually smoking a hookah. That's true. I never actually saw it. I just saw them behind the They car. had a soccer game on TV, and you just sit in there and eat a big plate of nachos and watch a soccer game. The food there was, was great. was perfectly fine. I believe it no longer exists. I think it's, yeah. it's gone. But you uh, have some thoughts. Yeah, about. so this, is, this sort of brings me to something that I thought about a few weeks ago. I ordered uh, nachos delivered to me one day so just you know i was a little tired so i got some nachos delivered and it was like 11 dollars for nachos which mm-hmm. you know for a burrito or for you know pizza or a sandwich you, know, you can kind of justify that price mm-hmm. but nachos i feel like you know maybe maybe the worst bargain in food at a restaurant because you go to a you go to a restaurant and you get nachos it'd be around here you know you go to guero's the nachos would cost you 15 16 dollars they're delicious but you're basically just paying for chips cheese right. meat beans and like some sauce i mean first of all though you got delivery nachos sure that's an issue in itself because nachos are really a food that must be eaten while they're hot i generally agree these are good these are from nacho uh, nacho macho which is a yeah. good delivery option nearby mm-hmm. uh very fast but it was good and i was eating them i was thinking this is just you know you know i can go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and eat everything you want for not you can make nachos for like two dollars yeah well, you could make a sandwich for cheap too. I guess it it brings up kind of the philosophical question of why didn't you make your own nachos then? You know that that's fair. I think that's fair to bring up. Um, I still think that you know 
nachos are maybe something if you group a group of people a group option maybe but maybe maybe it's just that age about myself and I realize this is sort of a decadent thing to be doing um but <laughs> you know a, a little bit of self-reflection i actually really love nachos they're one of my favorite food but i would never order delivery nachos because i know that by the time the nachos got to me they're not going to be hot and that really ruins the entire nacho experience for me i need to eat them sizzling like a sizzling skillet almost you can put them back in the oven though you can you can heat your oven up to 425 or so put them, put them back for five ten minutes watch see the cheese starts bubbling to come back out yeah at that point you're really close to actually making nachos yourself really you know i do like the the reward of making your own nachos because yes. you get to determine where the cheese is and mm. how much salsa you want. Do you have any tips on making sam uh, nacho sammer? Do you have like a, a strategy? I mean, usually I just put them in like I try not to layer them too much chip wise. Mm -hmm. I still put them in oil, like a single in layer like a of chips. Sheet. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so that way all of them are covered, and you don't you would never want to end up with the one where. There's a chip under one that's covered in cheese and right. it just has nothing on it. Yeah, yeah, it's always rip off. So that's what I try to do. I try to evenly layer them. Yeah. And then, I mean, what you put on top is up to you. But I usually do cheese, sauce, uh, salsa, maybe like onions. That's pretty good. Some beans. My yeah. pro tip for making nachos in the oven is you do the layer of chips and then you, for, you put one layer of cheese on. And then if you're putting other toppings, you put it on. And then you put a final layer of cheese on top. Uh, interesting, also. yeah. So that it, the cheese seals in almost the toppings. You ever make nachos in the microwave? No. I have. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, it's fine. It's in the fix. And, a, and a, yeah, in a pinch, I think it's great. Uh, Damn. So this, uh, you, going on from nachos, we can talk about, uh, this is a food group that sort of brought us together, I think, as friends and um, you know, uh, mm -hmm. professional you know, food people. It's a, a delicious treat. Uh, dessert and also sometimes a savory mm -hmm. treat. That's true. Uh, pie, right? Which, uh, which I, I'll let you talk about, Hamilton. It's, it's a, a passion of yours more than it is for me. I like pie, and it's true that all three of us are um, pie aficionados, and that's you know we've all had our differences from time to time, but that's really the one thing that's brought us together. Even though we were enemies in many ways, we've we've been enemies of one another. From time to time. Well, we're, we're in a crew called the Pie Crew, yeah. and we eat pie together, and it's a sort of a collection of gentlemen, and we've we've worked at, you know, rival publications and rival gangs and things like that, mm -hmm. and we come together over pie. And it's it's interesting because you talk about how Food on Franklin has destroyed um, two different publications already that publish it. Also, the Pie Crew actually destroyed a pie restaurant because where we held our pie crew meetings, uh, the restaurant closed. They closed down Dally Pie and Vanderbilt's. Uh, we, we would have our sort of our meetings there and we would you know chat and have coffee and pie and talk. And then one day I looked on Twitter and they were closing down. Mm. And I don't know if that was a result of us or if they, you know, sometimes I think places, uh, you know, it's like if they get, you know, if a, an Instagram influencer or celebrity says something about like, oh, we love this right. place so much and people just start flocking there, it sort of ruins right. the vibe and the owner says, this just isn't worth it. And I don't know if that was a right. case of it with the pie crew and Food and Franklin, people well, we, just hearing we, about it from us and going We really too much. made a big effort to keep it under wraps where we were meeting because I think for that exact reason, we didn't want to overwhelm the restaurant or anything like that. So it may be that we should have promoted it. And their business yeah. could have had more business. You well, know? either way, we missed it. It was a great place. We 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 found a couple backup locations. It was very good. Mm -hmm. um, but Sam, actually, uh, as a guest, our second ever guest, but he's the first ever guest to bring us 
uh, actual food. Yeah. Uh, do you want do you want to tell us what you what you brought? Oh sure. Um, well, I went to Damascus Bakery on Atlantic Ave, and I brought some spinach pies. So mm-hmm. a nice savory pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm and trying I, a bite right now of the spinach pie. I I brought um, a meat pie. It's called lahna rajin, mm. and it's like I think uh, meat and spices. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I got them to warm it up for me. Nice, which is mm. pretty clutch. I would say Damascus, which is not on Franklin Ave, so we don't have to really get into it. I but think Damascus is like, aligned within right. The, you know, it's the like pretty good. World. If somebody asked mm-hmm. me like, "How is the food at a Damascus bakery?" I'd be like, "It's pretty good." You know? Yeah, that's about where I would rank it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what uh, what draws you to pie? What draws me to pie in general? Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's just the specific flavors that you can't really get in another form of dessert, like uh, key lime pie, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a very, I mean, that's a unique flavor for dessert. And when we used to go to the pie crew meetups, I would always try to find that uh, specific slice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. One of the uh, members of the pie crew the other day sent a picture of a key lime pie, and he said it was Milwaukee style. Milwaukee yeah. style. What I is that? Really, I couldn't tell what that was. It just looked like more whipped cream than usual. Yeah. Or it was upside down. I yeah. Think. You know, maybe he just had it. He, I know he was in Milwaukee. So yeah. I think that, you know, I don't know if he if we had anything have special about it. Listeners from Milwaukee, maybe write in and explain uh, an what interesting thing Milwaukee of, pie yeah, is. Yeah, write in. But an interesting thing, and one reason we can't get any clarification on that is that particular pie member, member Andy Kush, technically banned from Food and Franklin for life because he was supposed to record theme music for us and he forgot his guitar uh, yeah. for our second episode. So Andy, unfortunately, yeah. has to go the consequences of you know his He also sort of suffered by missing his big break at that point, you know? His career has suffered, I think. He's not, you know... Like... I saw a Michael Kiwanuka concert a little while back, and there was all these people started singing this one song. I was like, "Why do they all like this song?" Turns out it was the theme music for uh, some show on HBO. You know, it could have been Andy. Show that I don't like. I know that could have been Andy. I mean, everybody at his concert would suddenly stand up and get really into this one song, but he missed that opportunity. He could have had a crowd favorite every song. It could have been the Food and Franklin song, and it would have been a big hit. Right. Do you remember how that theme song went, Hamilton? I don't know if you. Uh, no, because it was a show I don't watch, okay. you know, it was a show I don't watch. If it was like the Sopranos theme song, I could, I could probably sing it, but, um, no. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had some, you know, I wouldn't call them complaints per se, but people have said, oh, you know, it sounds like you guys are just claiming something very loudly at the beginning of the episode. Why do you do that? And I say, well, it's Andy's fault. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We had a, we had a longstanding tradition at Food on Franklin, which, I think this is actually a little controversial to me because to me, this was like a beloved tradition that a lot of people really loved, which is that when we started each episode, we would clank a glass, like a spoon or a fork against a glass in Taylor's Mm -hmm. apartment. Sometimes they were clean, sometimes they weren't clean. But in any case... It didn't change the sound how clean they were. That sort of launched off the show and it's like, you know, when it's like, it was was like our theme music. And, uh, but you, you said today that that was not pleasing I, to some people. You know, it's we've gotten you know nothing but great feedback, uh, you know, on iTunes reviews and you know word of mouth and Twitter and you know different you know messages, uh, you know. But people have said, oh, I, I love you know hearing you guys talk about food, but I just you know sometimes it's a little bit loud. It's, it's jarring, I think. You know, it's sometimes yeah. you know it's it's surprising that the listeners are lulled yeah. from the silence of the world to this clanking and then sort of our soothing voices with all the 
insight we provide. I think of us as waking people up to food on Franklin. Wake up. That's good. You know, I should, I should say, but you sure did listen to the rest of it because you were awake. I think that's, you know, I I think it's good. It's a, it's a state of mind thing. It's not necessarily a problem with it. It's just that people weren't in the right mindset for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have, I, I mentioned that Samer is only the second guest star ever on this show. The, mm-hmm. the only other guest star we had on this show was uh, AJ, who was also a, at one point a Deadspin person. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty big honor for Deadspin, I feel like, to be twice featured on this show. And I we, agree. We I discussed, very much appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> we discussed a lot of different celebrity guests um, on various episodes, but we never really followed through on that. We had, we had, you know, we once, Max Shooter was on the phone briefly mm-hmm. and uh, didn't work out well for him. That doesn't really count. I don't, I don't count that as a guest. Neither appearance. a celebrity or a guest. Yeah. Um, sort of Sort a, of an intruder. Right. Um, Light of the intruder. Yeah. But we have, we have one more topic and this is, this is something that you want to discuss, Hamilton. I have, I have no idea what your thoughts oh, yeah. on this and it's, it's, it's a seasonal topic and mm-hmm. it's actually past the season. So right. I'm, I'm interested to hear why you want to talk about this, but I'll let you introduce it. Right. Well, topic. we just came through the Christmas season um, and a lot of you probably drank eggnog, uh, which, you know, you know, it's a Christmas season because eggnog appears at the grocery store. It only appears on the grocery store shelves um, really in the month of December. And then you drink it, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then by the time January rolls around, it's no longer on the grocery shelves. So my basic question is, why not? Because it's really a delicious flavor. I mean, does anybody not like eggnog when you drink it? I, I'm not even sure I've ever had eggnog. I might, might have only had it once or twice. I'm, I'm the same way. I've only wow. had it a couple of times. And one time there was whiskey in it, and it was pretty good. Um, I just drink a straight eggnog. It, it tastes basically like... Uh, melted ice cream with nutmeg in it. That does, that sounds accurate. Yeah. Which is delicious, you know? Would, would you drink it in like the summer? If it were like a hot June day, would you I come would. back and just have a, a glass cold, of eggnog? cold glass of eggnog after a long run around the park. Would you put ice cubes in it? I think it's something that needs to be cold because, you know, these cream-based drinks, like when they start getting warm, it's a little nasty. Yeah. But I don't see why, you know, because there's always these flavors like salted caramel, right? Sure. For a while, salted caramel was like a really popular flavor. Mm-hmm. Everything had to have some salted caramel. It's like Starbucks drinks or salted caramel. But you don't see that with eggnog. You see it in December, and everybody drinks it, and everybody likes it, and then it's gone. It doesn't make sense to me. Do you think it's as popular as you believe? Because I think it's not. You know, you go to you go to holiday parties, you go out, and I don't see them if you actually drinking eggnog. When I go to a holiday party, if they have just regular eggnog mm-hmm. without any booze in it, I'll just drink it. I'll drink it as my drink of choice. If there was a, a big vat of eggnog mm-hmm. and Diet Mountain Dew, you'd choose the eggnog. Yeah, well, I'm have to go back and forth, you know. But I mean, I That's fair. all I'm saying is I've actually met people uh, who've said similar to what you guys said, or even said I've never tried eggnog right. because they have assumptions about the name of it. They think it's a weird like. Some kind of egg thing going on. What is it? I think that uh, eggs are an ingredient technically, but really it just tastes like cream, sugar, and nutmeg. Yeah. And I think it's similar to like egg creams, which are just uh, flavored milk and club soda. There's not, I think people have a misconception that there's like like, raw egg dumped into it or anything. Because I definitely had that before. And you know, you can have eggnog ice cream eggnog pie all these flavors because it's a it's a specific kind of flavor 
It know? is interesting. If, if you work in the eggnog industry, mm-hmm. or you just have sort of general insights or thoughts about that, mm-hmm. you know, email me again, tcburtman at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. I've never thought about why it's the only, you know, candy canes make sense, I guess, because they only, you know, thematically it fits, I guess, with like sort of the Winter yeah. Wonderland vibe. I don't know why eggnog only. There's some things like fruitcakes. Nobody really likes a fruitcake, but people will tolerate it during the holidays because it's a part of the holiday tradition. But by contrast, eggnog is actually tastes delicious. If you say, I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. You know, I, I should have, I, if I'd like known that you guys weren't eggnog drinkers, I would have you know, bought some a month ago and saved it for this uh, recording session. Do you think you could just, if, if you started, you know, buying it in bulk and freezing it and then thawing mm-hmm. it out throughout the season, yeah. throughout the year and selling it, do you think you'd make any money? Eggnog ice cubes? I think if you went to Prospect Park on a hot August day, right. hot weekend day, sure. and you had a cart like the, the Italian ice people have, and, and you had selling eggnog frozen eggnog ice cubes i think you do a lot of business so you could just you know, give them and let them thaw out you could have you know yeah. fresh melting kids eggnog. a dollar a cube for the i kids. you know I, th- I think it's one of those things that it, it would probably do well because i think like you said it, it might you know jar up a memory of christmas time yeah in the heat people love it man uh yeah i mean i think i think it's an interesting topic i'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts again please email me yeah uh, if you have any thoughts on that or if you work in you know the industry, as they say, uh, um, you had some other some other sort of loose ideas, Hamilton. Well, I had it. It's, we should. I mean, it's been a while since our last episode. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, something and, you know, like a, a few months, maybe a year. So it's been a busy year, right? It's been six to twelve months since our last episode, mm-hmm. which surprisingly hasn't damaged our brand. I don't think. No, it's sort of like, you know, when like a, a popular band takes a while in between mm-hmm. albums, it only sort of increases uh, right. demand for it. People are like, you know, right. I bet they're writing really good songs so uh, some... and they're just not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking it's it's a lot similar in struck in the um, how often it comes up, like to curb your enthusiasm. Where sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll take a while to just develop the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I definitely feel like that's similar, especially as far as like influence is concerned, too. Because yeah, curb enthusiasm yeah. has only grown mm-hmm. to legacy, I think, over the recent years. Yeah, and now, you know, comedians and people in the improv world really cited it as a big thing. And I think that you can look at, you know, eater.com and other food publications that have, you know, mm-hmm. now write about food because of mm-hmm. food and friends that maybe. So. There was just a story today that uh, Spotify is going to buy The Ringer, which is another company that has podcasts. And I, when I see something like that, I have and a also, little... Yeah. Sports Angle, too, which, you know, with yeah. the Desmond Connection, yeah. I think there's yeah. no reason... I look around this table mm-hmm. and I see the talent that we have and I, right. I sort of say, all right, where's, where's the uh, phone call? Yeah, and I could say this... With confidence, I think, and I, I know we, you and I have never discussed numbers for sort of a price for selling, but we will agree to sell Food and Franklin for exactly half the price that the Ringer is paying for, or that Spotify is paying for the Ringer. Yeah. So if you, you know, Spotify is listening, we will, Right. you can save some money and just buy us instead. Right. We have pop culture takes. Yeah. We're happy uh, to develop spinoffs of uh, all types. I mean, Sammer is, has professionally written about sports. That's uh, your sports site. Hamilton has an opinion. You, you believe all movies are essentially the same quality, which is an interesting take, yes. I think. You, I've seen you know, a lot of movies. Yeah. You've written about corn at one point. I've written about uh, I've written about corn and, you know, whether it should stay on the cob or not. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know. Each one of these could be their own standalone product. You so definitely provide a loyal audience. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Would be equivalent to the Ringers. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand what they have that we don't. You know, they have many podcasts. They have... Yeah. They record things. They they write things. We we do both those. So I don't know. Yeah. You know what they have. 
week. More to come on that, yeah. possibly in our next episode. We'll have some news on that front. You know. Yeah, you know, again, if you are if you work at Spotify and acquisitions, tcberman at gmail.com, we'd love to hear you out and at least mm-hmm. you know, grab a coffee and, and chat. Right, informally. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> but I did have I did have a random food thought. Okay. And uh, it was, I said, first of all, I don't I don't eat bacon either. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking when I was getting like a egg sandwich one morning, I was like, people get bagels mm-hmm. and they get bagels with. They, sometimes they get bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel, mm-hmm. and sometimes they get a bagel with cream cheese. Mm-hmm. But what if you got a bagel with cream cheese and bacon? This is actually Ooh. something that I did this morning, uh, <laughs> by coincidence, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, it's it's very good. If you, if you get scallion cream cheese and bacon on a toasted bagel, um, I get it on a toasted everything bagel, I think it's delicious. It's like an extra little savory mm. crunch to the to the, the sandwich. Was that do, When you order that, do they react like that's a common order, or do they react like you're some kind of freak? Uh, they don't, they don't treat me like a freak exactly, but it, it is interesting because there's, uh, there's a cream cheese called scallion bacon, which has chunks of bacon already mixed in there. And you want to specify that you want scallion cream cheese with bacon added. Otherwise you might get the other cream cheese, which is fine, but mm-hmm. you want the fresh bacon on top of the cream cheese. Right. Uh, they do know me at the local bagel place. And recently they said, uh, one time I, you know, I went in there, I just got scallion. They said, what, no bacon today? I said, wow. You know, wow, you, you know who I am. So I've been branded. Almost. Yeah, and I don't think it was in a bad way exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. You know, I think one thing if you get breakfast at a regular place, it's important for them to reg- remember who you are. That way mm-hmm. they're a little bit friendly and maybe a little faster. They can spot you in the back of the line and maybe get your regular order going. Mm-hmm. So I took that as a good sign overall, even if there maybe was a hint of mockery in their tone. Unsure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's weird you mentioned that because I think it's delicious. Uh, you know, it's a, right. it's a good way to. I sometimes I get a bacon, I get cheese. Sometimes I just get mm. cream cheese. I actually I thought bacon. I was the first person to ever think of that when I sort of brought up this topic. So you've very no, much uh, undercut. Um, and I actually uh, the the so I have to give credit to words too. I you know the the guest we had on or guest in quotes who was you know so sort of desperate to be on and ended up blowing his chance, mm. Max Reed, he, I remember he actually brought this idea to my attention once. Mm. He tweeted about it or something. He's, he's yeah. big in you know, tweeting every thought he has, but he tweeted, you know, yeah. have, you know, maybe put bacon right. on there. I tried it, and it was a great idea, so credit to him. I, I doubt he came up with that idea himself, yeah. but he You've ever seen, like, a small child who's kind of runs around behind their mom, and they're always pulling on her skirt and saying mom look at me i have this idea i have yeah. that idea that's sort of similar to max reed with his various sort of bad ideas yeah and this and this was surprising because it was a good idea which um it's amazing you brought that up because even this morning i thought you know sometimes you think well you know bacon and cream cheese is i don't know if it's healthier than a bacon egg and cheese but it's certainly different and probably I thought, not probably not uh yeah maybe not but sometimes you think well, maybe I'll just skip the bacon. But then once I started thinking about it, I always go, no, I'm going to actually put the bacon on there. And it's, it's, Sounds it's good. delicious. Actually, last week I did that very thing. I ordered it with no bacon. So I just got a bacon and cream cheese. And the one behind me actually ordered it. So it's even, uh, it's even more common than you think. Wow. And she asked for bacon and hers on a Bialy of all things. Wow. And I said, you know what? I like bacon on mine too. So I changed my order. I, I, wow. I caved. Uh-huh. Have you ever had this, Samar? I have not. Uh, usually I, I stick to just turkey bacon. Sometimes I get uh, There's a local place on the corner for me i usually get a turkey bacon with lettuce and tomato lettuce tomato so oh like, like a, a BLT. turkey okay BLT is that for breakfast? breakfast yeah no usually like around 11 or noon okay so it's like a lunch sandwich mm-hmm. yeah I like i like good. a blt but I, I like to have 
you know, a real breakfast sandwich with eggs on there, or at least a lot of yeah. cream cheese. I need, I need the salad thing to... I would imagine Max Reed ordering, like, a croissant with brie. I think that's... Breakfast. He probably does that, yeah. Right? He probably has, it's probably something, you know, even more obscure than brie. It's something they don't even have here yet. Right. It's still, it's, you know, only in certain caves but in France. guys are pulling their hair out. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. this guy's coming again. no, not this guy. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't believe, you know, of all the, the food ideas for you to have, for you to have one that's actually pretty common that I had this morning, it's just, a, you know, I'm not saying you, you ripped it off, because I know that you don't eat bacon, and you also don't even like bagels, you're on the record, but that sort of foolish No, I don't really like bagels. Oh, you don't? You know, every few, every, every, I would say three to four months, uh, uh, there'll just be a morning when I'm like, I need a bagel with cream cheese, like something really heavy, mm -hmm. you know, like, especially when it's cold, mm -hmm. you want, it's just a large quantity of food. Mm -hmm. It's like eating a loaf of bread or something. But generally speaking, I feel like bagels have too much bread. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I prefer uh, English muffins for breakfast sandwiches. Not big enough. And uh, croissants can be good if they're, you know, a little crispy. Too flaky. You know, so. I think there's a, it's, a, it's a perfect breakfast food, bagel and cream cheese or bacon, egg and cheese. It's, it's you know, a lot of bread, a lot of protein. Gets you through the day. I just, my, I think my main concern with that is just sometimes the cream cheese amount of it varies depending mm -hmm. on where you yeah. go. Mm -hmm. Some places they really pride themselves on putting a lot of cream cheese. A lot, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's worth just buying another a second bagel. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I haven't done it, but I, I, I always, I'm never in the moment thinking about it. But mm. that's actually a good, a good, good, good bit of advice. You know, just buy two bagels with one with cream cheese on it. Yeah, and just yeah. take out the cream cheese off. Better to have. Too much cream cheese and not enough, though. That's true. I can say I don't think I've ever had not enough cream cheese. I've, I've been to places where they've only given you, like, one, like, of the containers of it. Yeah. And that's not quite enough. But I've never gotten one pre-made where they haven't put enough cream cheese on there. Yeah. I like, uh, you ever eat a roll with butter? <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you go in a bodega and they'll have them wrapped up in, uh... They're already oh, like the wrapped pre, up the pre, in saran like wrap. The, the pre-made stuff at the yeah, top. Yeah, it'll be like, uh, 89 cents... If you want a fast breakfast on the go. No, I've never ordered that. I can't imagine. It's hard to go wrong with that because the roll's good and butter's good. So exactly. why wouldn't they yeah. get together? Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. I think I think that's a good, you know, good bit of advice. Uh, Sam, do you have any other, any other things you want to, you know, put out there, you know, to the audience? Um, no, I don't know if you've been talking about chicken sandwiches later that feels oh. like a, a deep topic. oh yeah sure mm -hmm. i can get that i mean hamilton doesn't eat chicken sandwiches but I can, I can you know i can talk about those if you want i mean i feel like it's been a lot have you did you discuss the popeye's chicken sandwich at all uh no we haven't really talked about it because there's there's no popeye's in franklin but there is one just north of franklin on mm -hmm. fulton and franklin basically there's yeah. also one on flatbush yeah uh by parkside so mm -hmm. so yeah and you can also get it delivered i got actually as a gift, uh, an engagement present, I was given a like a, a, a premium version of a delivery service, which cuts out the delivery fees. I can now order foods very cheaply wow. uh, from fast food restaurants here. Wow! Um, and I've ordered, I've actually only had the Popeye chicken sandwich via that delivery service. I've been too lazy to go outside. And uh, one time they gave me two bottom buns, and, sort of, mm. and it was still tasted delicious. It makes me kind of question the idea of having different types of buns on the top mm. and bottom. Yeah, you can mix but I would say overall A plus sandwich. I think it's lives up it lives up or exceeds the hype. It's incredible. I, I would agree with that. It definitely I my expectations were I, I thought people were overhyping it, but then I actually had it. Mm -hmm. I very much enjoyed it. Aren't you, all chicken sandwiches pretty good? You're talking about fried chicken and mayo, like that's, that's really true. About it. it's, it's true. It's hard to screw it up. 
there's a very good one at Mayfield. I don't know if you ever had that, but oh, it's sort no. of a it's a very fancy bread, like a focaccia type thing with fried chicken thigh, I think, and like a spicy Ooh. slaw. It's very mayo-y. Mm. Very good. That's what I was, I was gonna see the conversation to see were there any equivalents on Franklin Avenue. Uh, that's the only one I know of on Franklin Avenue. There might be, a, you know, it's been a while since I've checked all the, the fried chicken options. I think one of the worst trends, though, is uh, fancy fried chicken. You know, fried chicken at a price point of like twenty dollars in a in a upscale restaurant. Because I highly yeah. doubt that that fried chicken is better right. than Popeye's fried chicken. Yeah, I think there's definitely. I think there's room in the, the the nice restaurant world for fried chicken, but it is you know there's some places that can charge twenty six, twenty seven dollars for a bunch of fried chicken where you yeah. can go. You know, on the corner and get a, a whole half roasted fried, a whole roast, half roasted chicken for nine bucks, and it's just like, where's you know, frying right. is not very expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same issue with fish and chips. Uh, Mayfield and some other places have fish and chips that's good, but the price point up around twenty dollars for some fish and chips. You know, that's kind of rough. That kind of goes back to talking about nachos, where it's the same thing, where it's like you know how much fish and chips costs. Right. Well, you know, I actually disagree. Fish and chips. You have to, you know, train in England or whatever. You have to get the batter right. Whereas That's nachos, true. you can just put it right in the oven, put some cheese on there. That's true. It's a little more... Well, they're both international. They're both international dishes. That's true. So, That's true. Um, you know, who's to say what's right and wrong in the food world? Well, I think we can say that to some degree. But there's there's still some gray area with certain topics, and we can, you know, agree to disagree. Yeah. This is uh, part of what keeps it interesting and part of what keeps the listeners coming back and... Keeps so, us in demand. I imagine people have these same questions and they say, you know, yeah. sometimes you Google things like, you know, you know, are nachos healthy, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I think that people turn to food and Franklin as sort of a Google, but, of, you know, right. a higher mindset, um, if that makes any sense. I, I think it's... Yeah, you know, Google or at, we were uh, available on iTunes, which is... Yeah, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, people don't, don't recognize this, but, you know, as we discussed last time, Food and Franklin either came out the year before Serial or the year after, and I think it really sort of mm-hmm. set the page for, you know, set the standard for how successful podcasts can be, and we were on yeah. iTunes, and we were briefly in the top 10 on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, subscribe you there. See, we're on SoundCloud. You and, see it, unfortunately, in a lot of creative industries where the people that start the trends mm-hmm. and the people who are in it for the right reasons right. Of, of pure creativity and creating new things, aren't the ones who make the money at the end of the day. Right. It's the sort of next generation that piggybacks on their creativity. Yeah. And you see that in the podcast world as well. You I see a lot of... I won't get more into it. We don't that, have to name but, any names, but, yeah. you know, we're comfortable with our success and our influence. I think, you know, when there's... Uh, when the history books are written about podcasts, you know, we will be comfortable with our place in it. Um, and I think lots of people will be sort of ashamed of how they've, you know, sold mm-hmm. out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and ripped off ideas, and we don't have to enter names or anything. But again, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you know. With, with that said, I'm. Uh, I think we've covered everything on my list of you know, for episode eleven. That's uh, that's all the food topics I have. Uh, <clears throat> Sam, are you have any any final wise words for the listeners out there? Um, I, I would just say that uh, no one out there should underestimate the deliciousness of pie. And also, if you have any pie recommendations for the yeah. pie crew, yeah, you should email tcberman at gmail.com. That's a good mm-hmm. note. We'd love to learn a new pie place to go to. and Yeah, you know. absolutely. Uh, well, thank you very much, Samer, for being a guest. You were a wonderful guest. I, you know, I'd say you were at least as good as AJ. Well, I don't say you're better, but definitely right. a tie. 
Uh, certainly better than Max. Yes. Um, Bye, Mom. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And again, hit subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud if you do it there. I don't know. And uh, keep eating. <laughs>